Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for another day. Thank you for being you. Thank you for exposing myself, my crimes, the things that are, are of me and my flesh that are not worthy of being you. God, thank you for the experiences in this world that teach me all about your love. May I always be open to learning from you, hearing your word, and using your spirit to navigate this cruel and awful world. In Jesus' name. Welcome to Cross Discourse, where music, culture, and life are discussed across the media spectrum weekly to help you live a godly life. Cross Discourse, Christ is Culture. What's up? It's your boy Anonymous coming to you with another episode of Cross Discourse. And listen, I just wanted to just say happy day to you. Happy Tuesday. That's when I record these. And I want you to know that I will be praying for you as you navigate this summer, as you navigate uh, the rest of your lives. Always feel free to email me at crossdiscourse at gmail.com. I don't care if it's a prayer, just something that came to mind as you listen to the podcast. If it's a a song that you've written, a, a poem, a rap, or whatever it is that you need to say, I'm always here for you on that email address, and I will respond as soon as I can get it back to you. Um, I just uh, was recently at a spoken word um, event and it was interesting to say the least. I had no idea what to expect, uh, but there were some spoken word artists. And if you don't know, um, when I was in college, I used to frequent the spoken word venues in downtown Baltimore during my college year. So I really, really like whenever I hear that there's spoken word or poetry, I like to kind of go and see what the mood is like, what the what the feel is like, because I really like the, the vibe that I get from just hanging out um, in spoken word events. It kind of stems from my love of the movie Love Jones, which is not Christian at all. But I just love the story within Love Jones and the, the way things played out um, where they were. Uh, the one guy was just trying to be cool as he um, did his little spoken word to get his thing out uh, to let the girl know he was thinking about her and how she returned it right at the end um, to talk about love. You know, his was more about sex, but she kind of wrapped it up with love. It grew into love. And that's why I love that story so, so much. Um, it kind of wrapped up in a pretty bow with them both saying, I love you. Um, and though, though that may not have been the biblical um, form of love, this is before I gave my life to God. Um, I just the, the story kind of stuck with me over these years and it kind of informed the way I uh, liked culture. So if you think about, you know, me listening to music and and the things that I do in this podcast, um, Love Jones has a little bit uh, to play with that. But anyway, I was at this spoken word event 
And when I got there, I sat down and I the first thing that kind of tipped me off that this was going to be just a little bit something I might not be comfortable with was this gentleman who was hosting the event. He had a shirt on that said, let's get one thing straight. I am not. And I was like, whoa, okay. Uh, let me uh, buckle up because this is going to be a long, long ride. And he proceeded to introduce his friends from the Baltimore and DC um, and Northern Virginia area. And um, let's just say that they were all kind of out and about uh, in their pride, uh, which um, kind of, you know, I didn't want to be disrespectful. So I waited for an intermission before I left. But as I waited for intermission, the last poet got up on stage before intermission and he did a spoken word uh, kind of performance. And the first phrase of his spoken word performance was, can I borrow a cup of your iniquity? And I was like, whoa. Okay, let me see where he's going with this. And he proceeded to blast Christianity in a way that was very fair and open about it uh, through his experiences. And what I mean by that, he's obviously a gay man. And he was saying that every Christian that he had met had told him that his sin was greater than the sins of those fornicators, sins of those Christians who openly sin and yet profess to be Christian. And he was just really upset that they said that they were going to heaven, even though they sinned and he did not, or he was just having this one issue, which I'm sure wasn't the only issue that he had, but that was the basis of his poem. And I listened and um, right at intermission when they were, you know, taking a break and they said hey why don't you guys write a note uh to these uh artists to let them know that you know you were thinking about them that they inspired you yada yada and i just did not want to write a open long open note to him to let him uh know i just decided that i was going to pray for him now in hindsight i may have been wrong but I really wanted to pray for this gentleman. And I'm asking you, the listener, to also pray for this gentleman because he's obviously come across some Christians that did not know how to share uh, Christ with him in a way that would open his eyes. Now, obviously, it's not our job to open people's eyes. We are to profess. We are to go out and make disciples. We are to share the word of God with everyone. And I'm sure some people have done that, but I feel like there's a lot of times that we also do take the time to bash people and make them feel like God isn't something that they want or something that they need. And I do feel like we need to do a better job in that regard. Um, and so I, I just wanted to share that story with you before we kind of get into the rest of today's discussion, because I think that that was just a, a poignant um, vignette in my life uh, that uh, kind of speaks as a snapshot of Christianity and where it is right now. If you've been following me, you know, I've t recently talked about the Southern Baptist Convention and the numbers of Christianity are constantly dwindling. 
and I had a conversation with another a friend of mine um, who discussed how it is really hard. He's an elder in his church who it's really hard to grow um, men within it or not grow men, but have more men or kind of proselytize so that men would join the church. Um, and there are some strategies uh, with regards to that. So when we come back, we're going to get more into this discussion. Uh, but his name, the, the artist's name was Misfit. If you do happen to frequent some spoken word uh, amongst the D or in the DMV area, I, I highly encourage you to just pray for Misfit. If you know him, pray for him. Kind of teach the gospel to this young man because he was very confused with regards to what the gospel actually says. All right. I'll be back in a little bit. Stay tuned for my discussion. to draw our line in the sand Sometimes I hate the social media Like a medium feeding you, leaving you without reason And whew, gotta take a breather then exhale and breathe again I just see the sin is creeping in We seeking friends, likes and validation Affirmation, our whole nation seem to put the creator after creation now it's blatant, now it's Satan is the cool thing Showing their colors like mood rings We don't do things that prove God but still approve kings When voting, like a stripper to pose we put out hope in The lamb died, guess that's why we say the goat win But he rose, left all the bull like D-Rose We looking for heroes, feeling like zeros Life's a game, God's the controller, Jesus the cheat code We see cold hearts from statements with no thought Sex sells, yet the check fails, another soul bought Black male, see his father jailed, another soul taught with two Like a throwback S on a starter hat I never ran, I took them hits just like a quarterback Ain't nothing real about them streets, and that's more than fact I told my mama not to worry, I ain't going back, yeah That was lurking, that's for certain when you pouring black, yeah You ain't real if you ain't feel when you saw them lack, yeah Wanna pull them out that mud and give them more than that That's why I preach Christ reigns to wash the mud away And I'm just praying for the trap to see another day so I can tell them on that road there's another way But they in doubt when on that route cause they don't know to play Put in work doing sin but just know it pay Another day another dollar that's what some would say But that depends on who you follow you to pray or pray It's different get prayed on or pray to God You gon' see the difference but too real
but you real for the internet. But too real for the gram. Gotta draw our line in the sand. We're too real. Yeah, we're too real. Hey, that was a remix of D Black's Too Real. Um, so anyway, I got to discussing with my friend. Um, we talked about this experience that I had uh, when I went to this spoken word event. And, you know, we just sat down and he just said, hey, Micah, you really ought to do a study on um, levels of sin because the Bible actually discusses it. And I was like, OK, I'll um, I'll discuss it. I'll, I'll look into it. And so it's really new. And I wanted to share with you some some kind of scriptures that I've been going over. So this is by no means a complete study. I, I haven't really fully uh, developed ideas. And it's good because I never really try to sh give you my uh, I do give you my opinion, but I try not to um, uh, change. Um, what's the word that I'm trying to, to say? I don't want to like uh, say that I'm the authority and say, hey, this is what it is. I usually give you the verses and I usually ask you to, to read it and come to a conclusion. I tell you what conclusions I've come to. Yes. Um, but I keep this as kind of an open dialogue, which is why the title of this podcast is Cross Discourse. You have an opportunity to tell me I'm wrong. You have an opportunity to say, hey, Mr. Layman, um, this is the way it is. So I want you to get back with me with some of these verses. But here are some verses that have recently come up that I, I've been looking into and, and really wanted to study. Now, I'm going to read all of them from the New International Version. Um, but I want you to realize that there are words in here. There are, uh, in the Old Testament, there are some Hebrew words. And in the New Testament, there are some Greek words that have different meanings. And so we might say the word sin, whereas in the Old Testament, it might really mean evil or it might mean transgression. And that is important to note because when you look at the Bible, there are underlying terms. I don't know what church you go to, but if you do go to church, that's why in a lot of times the, the pastors, they'll try and concentrate on that word in the Greek or that word in the Hebrew and its, and its meaning because they want you to understand this is what the Bible is talking about. And it's so important that you have a pastor or have someone who's preaching the word that knows what that word means, because then they can really get to the meat. And sometimes uh, somebody like me, uh, being a layman, I'm not a, a, an authority. I'm learning, but I don't have that Greek language. I don't have the the, the um, I do have a concordance and I do have things that I'm looking. So I'm trying my best to get there, but I'm not directly on that level as some of those other people that have studied this for uh, honestly quite longer even though i'm a pre-k they have definitely studied it quite longer than i have but anyway i digress uh the first bible verse comes from the old testament it is second kings chapter 17 verses 1 and 2 and i want you to kind of listen to what it says in the 12th year of ahaz king of judah 
Hoshea, son of Elah, became king of Israel in Samaria, and he reigned nine years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, but not like the kings of Israel who preceded him. So um, that is straight cut. You don't need um, to go into the concordance or you don't need to go anywhere else uh, to see that in verse two, it, there is a different level to evil in the eyes of the Lord, because it says, and this is the word of God, but not like the kings of Israel who preceded him. So that means he did wrong. He sinned, but not as great or not as heavy as other people. Uh, another Old Testament verse that I don't really go into much. So I was actually excited when this one came up. Um, this is from the book of Ezekiel. It is chapter 16, verses 48 through 52. As surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, your sister Sodom and her daughters never did what you and your daughters have done. Now, this was the sin of your sister Sodom. She and her daughters were arrogant overfed and unconcerned. They did not help the poor and needy. They were haughty and did detestable things before me. Therefore, I did away with them as you have seen. Samaria did not commit half the sins you did. You have done more detestable things than they and have made your sisters seem righteous by all these things you have done. Bear your disgrace, for you have furnished some justification for your sisters, because your sins were more vile than theirs. They appear more righteous than you. So then, be ashamed and bear your disgrace, for you have made your sisters appear righteous. And so again, you have something very clear as the previous verse in Second Kings, where there are sins that people are doing that are more harsh or more wrong or more sinful than other sins. Um, and, and I'm just going to give you four verses for you to kind of start your level of sin study, if it will, just so you understand that there are levels to this. And that's a phrase that I've used in the past and that I've heard being used. There are definitely levels to this. Uh, the, the third verse um, and the last in the Old Testament is from 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 23. For rebellion is like the sin of divination and arrogance like the evil of idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. And uh, this is one of those verses where I did my little disclaimer in the front. You have to go into... Um, some of the uh, wording to understand that there are um, that the Bible is telling us, you know, some sin is worse than other. This is where you see um, the word sin being used in different ways. It talks about rebellion um, and witchcraft. Uh, it talks about iniquity versus a different type of transgression, uh, idolatry. So this is a verse that you really have to go into the Old Testament. I mean, go into your concordance, look up uh, your, um, I don't know if exegesis is the word, but look up definitely the root words in the original languages to understand what is happening here. 
Um, and then finally, I'm in the New Testament. I'm only going to give you one verse, um, and it's 13, or it's, yes, it's it's uh, chapter it's James chapter 1, verses 1 through 13. I'm going to give you the 13 verses, which is why I'm only going to stop here, um, because it speaks a little differently to those Old Testament, but it lets you know um, that there are definitely different levels. My brothers and sisters, believe in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ must not show favoritism. I'm sorry, my brothers and sisters, believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ must not show favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes and a poor man in filthy old clothes also comes in. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, hey, here's a great seat for you, but say to the poor man, you stand there or sit by the floor or sit on the floor by my feet. Have you not discriminated amongst yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my dear brothers and sisters, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor. Is it not the rich who are exploiting you? Are they not the ones who are dragging you into court? Are they not the ones who are blaspheming the noble name of him whom you belong? If you really keep the royal law found in scripture, love your neighbor as yourself. You are doing right. But if you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. For he who said, you shall not commit adultery, also said, you shall not murder. If you do not commit adultery, but do commit murder, you have become a lawbreaker. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom, because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. And I really wanted to end this particular uh, discussion around this particular verse, this verse, because I believe that, yes, there are um, levels to sin. And, and that's why I didn't want to go into too much detail. I just wanted to give you a foundation, a base to go with, um, because this verse is telling us, listen, there are different levels, but we have to remind ourselves that we are also sinners. We also have to remind ourselves that we need mercy just as much as anyone in this world. So uh, Misfit, if you're out there and if you're listening, someone has told you to listen to this particular podcast, I want you to know that there are levels to sin. And yes, those people who spoke to you may have made you feel a certain way. They may have made you feel like God is unattainable, but God is attainable for you, for me, and for everybody else. The point they were trying to make, even though it was a poorly made point, it was a truthful one. Your sin is a abomination to God. Your sin is 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 as such as the Sodoms and the Gomorrahs where God just got rid of them because he couldn't stand to, to he couldn't stand them at all. 
And there are other sins and people do sin and Christians definitely do sin. We do really bad things, but there are levels to this and we are trying to get better. And we pray for you so that you can get better as well. This particular um, scripture in James uh, that forbids favoritism teaches you to also think about yourselves. And I think about me and the wrongs that I have done over the years, the sins that I've made and, and, and performed over the years, some willingly and some unwillingly, and how many times I've put Jesus Christ on the cross over and over and over again. I think about that. And I think about, am I worthy of getting into the heaven? And I tell you, I know that if it were just me, I am not worthy at all. Um, and so I have to be merciful. I have to be able to forgive other people for their shortcomings because I fall short tremendously. Does that make sense to you, listener? Does that make sense to you as you go out and start to study the levels of sin? Because there are levels of sin in the Bible. I mean, there are tons of verses that speak to that. Um, and, and there's also a, um, a study that I want you to kind of start. Um, I, I didn't, I, I kind of vetted it a little bit. Um, I, I looked through it. It's a, it's an older study that I found. I think it's, uh, from about 2010. It's somebody's blog, um, you know, uh, that was created in 2010. Um, and so, uh, it is from the Big Picture Ministry blog. It's a WordPress uh, document. Um, so someone created a blog on biblical sins and they call it six levels of sins. I don't necessarily know if there's six levels. I'm, like I said, I'm still learning. Um, but it's called Biblical Sins, the Six Levels of Sin. And it is from the Big Picture Ministry, and it's an interesting starting point. I'm not saying that this person is the authority, but it's an interesting starting point. And this person, I, I, I believe this person is Glenn. I'm not sure because their name isn't like associated with, but there's a, a uh, kind of byline that says Glenn, and he gives uh, an email for you to check it out. But... Uh, the six levels they go through are unintentional sins, besetting sins, destroying God's temple, sinning unto death, committing the millstone sin, and taking the mark of the beast and blaspheming the Holy Spirit. I am familiar with the blaspheming particular one. I am also uh, familiar with the way he uh, or she, I don't know if Glenn's a female or male, but breaks down the other levels. I'm familiar with the verses that they use. Uh, Glenn uses New Living Translation. You know, um, I try to bounce around for a lot. Glenn also uses the New King James Version, kind of like me bouncing around. So it's a great study or, or start for you to kind of look into how God looks at the levels of sin, but don't get caught up into that too much because you don't want to get caught up with, well, I'm sinning, but I am not like those people over there, because as you recall, Jesus himself gave you the story of that tax collector or that man that beat on his chest and said, hey, have mercy on me, a sinner. And Jesus himself said that person was more justified than the other person. 
because yes, there are levels of sin, but we want to work to eradicate sin in our lives, not because it gets us into heaven, but because Jesus died on the cross. And every time you sin, you ought to be thinking, I'm putting Jesus right back up on that cross for my sin. And that's why we are, Jesus died as a substitute and we don't want to keep killing the man, keep putting the man on the cross thinking that we're going to be forgiven. I have friends like that. I have friends that feel like, you know, hey, you know, I sin, I love sex premarital and I'm going to keep doing it. And God knows my heart. God knows where I am, but it's not really like that. It's not a, a thing that you feel like you should um be free to do all those things and you're just going to be uh, bringing glory to God because again there are levels to it so work to always eradicate or rid your life of sin and um, trust in Jesus man get in that word um you know lastly I want to say uh, because it was a kind of a spoken word I highly encourage you uh, some artists that I have you know found over the years that I kind of really like is Gloria uh, uh, Umana. She's an African spoken word artist and she's really good. I really like her stuff. Um, I've been listening to her quite a few um, lately and I wish that there was some type of um, spoken word, uh, Christian spoken word convention around me where I can listen to these artists. Words by Ezekiel is very, very popular as well as Jackie Hill and Preston Perry. They're also very, very popular spoken word artists, and they have done um, quite a few things as well. I found two people on YouTube that were okay, uh, and I'd listen to them if they were amongst a, a bunch of different artists. That's I Tohan. I don't know if I said her name right. Uh, I T O H A N. Um, she was pretty good, and uh, John Jorgensen, um, who's also pretty good as well. Uh, I like spoken word, so I like to listen to all the people. All right, guys, that's it for me. I just want you to know that I love you. I'll be praying for you. Always email me, crossdiscourse at gmail.com. If you got something to say, if you don't, and you just want to be listening to me, that's cool as well. Share it with your friends. Let's build this ministry up. I love you. Peace, and I'll see you the next time. <laughs>